It is time for us to gather in worship. God speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Our God comes and does not keep silence. God calls to the heavens above and to the earth that God may bring justice to God's people. The heavens declare God's right and just relations for all the peoples of the earth. In the transfiguration story, Jesus' clothes become dazzling white, a sign of resurrection out of the violence the world inflicted upon him. Resurrection reminds us that the brokenness of the world and of our lives will not have the last word. God's love, compassion, and justice will not be conquered. So let us make the good confession before God and one another. Let us pray together. Merciful God, even when we see your love and justice transfigured before us, we cower in our fear of what it would mean to follow your way in the world. We wonder what it might cost us to be disciples of Jesus. Help us to listen to Jesus. Empower us to be formed by his life. Restore in us the confidence to be Jesus' disciples. Amen. Let us continue our confession in silence. Just as a cloud overshadowed the disciples in the transfiguration story, and just as they heard a voice say that Jesus is God's beloved, so too are we God's beloved people. Be forgiven and restored to our right, right standing as beloved of God. Let us sing together. Thank you. 
God of transfiguring light, show us your world, word as we read the words of scripture today so that your will and way can illumine our paths. Amen. <clears throat> our first scripture reading for today is from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 3 through 6. Um, I should point out that in this in this passage, the word God is mentioned several times. The first time it's mentioned, it has a lowercase g. And all the other times it's mentioned, it has an uppercase g for God. Listen to the word of the Lord. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let the light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Our, our Christian scripture on this day, this Transfiguration Sunday, is in Mark's Gospel, reading the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 9. And I invite you to listen for the word of God. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but just, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Good morning. Listening to the scripture lessons this morning, thinking transfiguration, transforming things. And I looked out the window and it's snowing. <laughs> and I want a transformation. <laughs> I want spring. I want things to be warm, things to be 
sunny and bright. And then when Pastor Janice said that, um, that Jesus told the disciples not to tell anyone um, about what they had seen and heard on the mountain, I realized that we are getting that transformation to spring, but it's quiet. It's not telling us about itself. We are getting lengthening days. One of my favorite parts of Lent is lengthen. And we are getting sunnier days. There are more sunny days, but it's coming quietly and slowly and it's not telling us. So I think that what I'm going to try to remember this week and all through Lent is that sometimes transfiguration and transforming happens quietly and slowly and doesn't tell us what's going to happen next. Let's have a moment of prayer. Dear God, thank you for having things be just a little bit secret from us. Help us to be patient while you transform us and our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. And thank you for the weather report. It was just spitting a bit when I came in. It must be snowing a bit more by now. That's the way it goes. Will you join me in prayer? Oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth, claimed us as children of wonder and worth, Oh, God of deep flowing water. Help me if you've heard this one. Jesus, Peter, and, John, and James and John go up a mountain. Oh, you have heard that one, haven't you? You kind of have heard that one probably almost every year that you've been in the church just at about this time. It's kind of like the Christmas story. Doesn't really change year to year, does it? Kind of like baptism of the Lord. He gets wet every year. Kind of like Palm Sunday. Monday, Thursday, and Easter. The story is always the same for those. Pentecost, same story. Oh, and actually, that Sunday after Easter. That is always Thomas and the upper room and put my fingers in his hands and side. We've heard all of these stories before. See, the new revised common lectionary, which really isn't all that new anymore, but it distinguishes itself from the revised common lectionary. It was never intended to tell us the whole story of the Bible, but rather to tell us portions of the church year as told in Scripture. So we know that when we are in Advent, we are preparing the way, Allah, the Hebrew scriptures that tell us to prepare the way of the Lord for the celebration of Christ's birth. And as we await the return of Christ, 
we remember that the season after Epiphany is the season of light and light shining in people's lives so that they hear the call of God and they respond to that call. We know that the season of Lent is all about traveling to Jerusalem with our Lord. It is all the stories that move us along the way. And we know then that when we get Pentecost and then go into ordinary time, it is the extraordinary stories of Christ's teaching and healing and ministry among the people until we start the year all over again. So every year, this Sunday, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday, which, by the way, also has the very same scriptures every year that teach us about all of that. This Sunday in the church year, we are brought from the light of Christ coming into the world to the journey of Jerusalem, all in one story. Moses and Elijah appear on the mountaintop. The law and the prophets represented in these two from history. Jesus says to his followers at one point, I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill them. And so it is this wonderful thing that Jesus is there on the mountainside, transformed, transfigured with these two greats from Hebrew scripture. to fulfill the law and the prophets. They talked together. It must have been a a beautiful sight, a dazzling sight, as some of the translations say. Our Lord's robes gleamed better than the best person who could do laundry for you. Got those stains out and even more. We don't know what they're talking about, but we do know that they have gathered there and that Peter, James, and John get to be witnesses that day of this remarkable event. And it should surprise none of us that Peter just barges in. It's as if he goes up to Jesus and taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, Teacher, wouldn't it be cool if we built three places for you to stay here on the mountain? This place is great. One for each of you. We've never said anything like that, have we? Sweet Jesus, I'd just like to stay right here where I am because I'm happy and content and it's wonderful and it looks great. And I don't have to do anything other than make a place for you to stay. If only the church could stay 
oh, like it was when I was a child with all of these people and all of these children. If only the church could stay like this. Well, not like this, because this isn't exactly how we want to stay. We fear, oftentimes, change. The change in that which is so familiar to us. And we fear because there is so much change that surrounds us. Why shouldn't we have a place of calm and peace? Why shouldn't we have a place to take that deep breath, that a place to just be and not do, be? We follow the long line, though, of booth builders and dwelling constructors so enthralled by the transcendent that all we think that we can do is tether the transcendent to our world. Haven't we learned yet that the transcendent cannot be tethered? Haven't we learned that we cannot put God in a box, in a booth, in a dwelling place on a hillside? Haven't we learned that our decision to make God approachable enough for us and for others always means that we are building God in our image instead of being built in the image of God? The God of the transfiguration story is one which we cannot contain. All the beauty and glory and peace we find in it cannot be contained. The God of, our tra- of the transfiguration story is the one who says, listen to my son, the beloved. Listen to this guy. And when those words are uttered to us, All the fantastical trappings of the transfiguration disappear. They are gone from our eyes. And our intrepid ancestors and us find ourselves alone with God, alone with Jesus, who tells the disciples not to say anything about it until after his death. And they go down the mountain. As the followers of Christ always have, they go down the mountain. As the faithful of all the ages have done, they go down the mountain. As the family of God, we too go down the mountain to do as we are told to do as we are taught, to do as we are reminded by Jesus, to care for the widow and the orphan, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, 
to visit those who are in prison, and indeed to, to set free those who are imprisoned. It's not always about a legal system when it comes to prisons. What we have a tendency to forget as God's faithful people is that God in Christ brings that transcendent mountaintop experience to us, to the people, to us, so that we can go out to the people of God and share that transfigurative, transformative experience of Christ with all of those people. You know, all of those people that Jesus said we were to care for. We live in a day and age where there are a lot of people who want to tell us just what we're supposed to do. Especially tell us what we as a church are supposed to do, who we are supposed to let in and who we are supposed to say, you are an abomination to God. And you know what, friends? That's not a transformative message at all. That is not a message that indicates they understand what it means for God in Christ to come and stand among us. And move us to transform our world. Love God, love everybody else. That's what Jesus said. That's that's what Moses and the prophets said. That is the law and the prophets all together. And Jesus brought those stories, those remembrances of Hebrew scripture to the people and said, be sheep or be goats. Care in one way or another. The transfiguration story reminds us that God is not tethered to this world in the ways we think God is. And that there is no amount of tethering that we can do that will ground the transcendent, but rather the transcendent expands and releases us from the dwellings we are in. to change the world. To change the world by one can of fruit, one bottle of shampoo, one simple act in Christ. Jesus' last words to the disciples in this story are, don't tell anyone. And, you know, the church has done a really good job of that over the years, too. But we forget that he said, don't tell anyone until after my death. 
And friends, it is after Christ's death. It is time for us to tell the world of the transformative power of God in our lives and for the world. Because that's what we are called to do as bearers of the light. Amen. We're glad that everybody's with us in worship today, and uh, we hope that you have had a good week and have taken a few moments to note the many things that are in the announcements, um, the announcement pages, uh, starting with important things like the office is closed tomorrow for the for President's Weekend holiday. Um, so please note that if you've got an emergency, please let me know. Um, just give me a call um, on my cell phone. And I'd be happy to attend to things. The deacons are meeting tomorrow. Uh, note the Easter basket project <laughs> begins tomorrow. Um, and that Wednesday evening is Ash Wednesday. And so we are going to gather um, at 6 p.m. for soup and sandwich time together on Zoom. And you are invited to um, gather at your table and um, share together uh, with us uh, over the, the Zoom lines um, what wonderful soup you have and, uh, and what sort of sandwich you've got. And uh, we will probably start that at about 6.15 with a formal prayer, uh, but you're invited to come and be a part of that at 7 p.m. There will be a worship service. And um, please note that um, it will be a worship service that eight of the clergywomen in the presbytery have put together, including myself. Um, we designed this worship service together, and uh, then we recorded the various parts of it. A wonderful computer whiz at uh, New Scotland uh, is putting it all together um, in the ways that I have only just begun to learn. And, um, and so we will share that worship service together um, on Zoom on Wednesday evening at starting at 7 p.m. So please take a note of that. Note the, the link that is in the bulletin for that. And um, we will send out a, um, a bulletin for that service. Uh, I expect to get that tomorrow. The really important thing uh, for all of you to note is that Sunday, February 28th, the session of Hamilton Union Presbyterian Church calls for a meeting of the congregation to hear and act on the report of the pastor nominating committee. There are a couple of notes about that. Um, one is that the PNC will be uh, sending out a mailing um, and emailing as we draw closer to the date that introduces you to the candidate. I can tell you that on, um, was it Thursday or Friday? I don't remember which date. Um, COMAC met of the Presbytery and they approved uh, this individual's transfer into the Presbytery and, um, and, and appointed uh, this person, the moderator of the session, uh, beginning uh, the beginning of May. 
Um, thank you. And, and um, so there will be some get to get to meet you um, activities happening that weekend on Saturday. Um, and you're invited to be a part of that. There will be the congregational meeting immediately after worship. We will be using the Zoom link uh, for the, the regular worship Zoom link uh, that we're already on. Those who do not have internet access, and all of this will be sent out to folks, um, are invited to join the, the meeting um, by phone. Um, and um, and those numbers will, will repeat so that you can see them. If you are not able to, um, you can also call one of the members here of the church and say, please put your phone next to your computer so I can hear everything. Um, and uh, if you've got questions about how to connect and the best way to do that, please let me know. We can brainstorm some things and work on that. We will also next week uh, do a couple of trials before the worship service with, um, with voting with how to use the poll function in, um, in Zoom and get you acquainted with that and what to do if there's more than one member uh, in the midst of things. Uh, so please uh, note all of that and, um, and we'll, we'll get to that. There'll be more information that comes out um, after this, but mark that date and a good day to celebrate. Are there other announcements about things happening in the life of the church that I have neglected. Do I see anybody's hands? I need to switch to you so that. Yes, Karen. Bruce, can you please unmute it? Oh, okay. yep. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just wanted to let folks know that the uh, we have been we have a new system in our sanctuary that we have been training on. You might call it the tech system. It's going to ultimately do all sorts of cool things. And the service will actually, the most important is it will be clearer. So um, the point is, is that next Sunday, we are going to, with help from the uh, vendor for the system, we are going to start using the system. So the service may look a little different. There's nothing different you have to do. Um, it just should look better. And as with all tech, there may be some moments of, oops, that didn't work quite the way we wanted. So we ask for your patience, but we are going to start using this next Sunday. And ultimately, I frankly, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to allow us to do all sorts of cool things. And most importantly, things are going to be clearer and sharper and crisper. <laughs> Two thumbs up. We thank you so much for being on top of that. And uh, for the tech team, those who are being trained right now and those who will be trained after Easter, um, we are grateful for your participation. And uh, please note that if you want to be a part of the tech team, um, if you want to be a part of the in crowd, um, just let Karen know. And um, you too can be trained uh, in the equipment and how to use it and be a part of this. I would invite you to remember that being faithful members of the church means that we give of ourselves in every way. We give of our time, our talent, our treasure. And I invite you to consider that, remembering that God is the giver of life and the resources therein. 
Let us dedicate our lives and our resources to the Holy One in whom we live and move and have our being. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for the gifts we have received from your good creation. We now ask your blessing upon the gifts we offer to you through this church. The gifts we bring in when the office is open, the gifts we send in the mail, the gifts that come to us electronically, the gifts of hands and hearts and lives. And we ask that all these may be a sign of our commitment to serve you, to bring you to the people you have created. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, our God, Christ has been transfigured before us on a mountaintop. You have revealed your way to us in Christ. The way of the cross and resurrection calls us to be agitators of nonviolence in our world in all that we do and say. Indeed, in the power of Christ, you have enabled us to be your peace in the world. In Jesus' crucifixion, the violence of our world has been revealed as contrary to your way of peace. Transfigure us by your spirit and shape us by your love and justice to be disciples of Christ in our weary and broken world. In your spirit, O God, form us in the liberating power displayed in Moses, in the prophetic witness of Elijah, and in the body of Christ who was raised from the dead to bring newness of life in the church and world. Let our lives shine like the transfigured Christ so that we might be a blessing to those that struggle, a hope to the dying, and a sign of your new creation. And as we continue to struggle with this pandemic and the social ills it has exposed, we pray that you would bestow courage to healthcare workers and those facilitating vaccinations. We ask a special measure of wisdom for the leadership of our country and world that they might discern the path to bring aid to the afflicted. And may we be agents of your love for those within our churches and in our communities. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. 
to the voice from the cloud saying to each and to all, you are my beloved. You are my beloved. You are my beloved. You are my beloved. So beloved of God, listen to Christ. Follow in the way of Christ. Resist evil. Love one another as God has loved you. And the grace, mercy, and peace of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit will be with you and abide with you this day and always. Amen. Amen.